0: A new world is emerging. It is a new world order. There's a lot of discussion about what the the new world order will be.
1: We will be looking at what contact tracing looks like in the new world order. In the new world order.
2: Individual carbon footprint tracker.
0: The difference of this
2: first uh, industrial revolution is it doesn't change what you are doing, it changes you.
1: We need not just
2: to monitor people, we need to monitor what's happening under the skin.
1: So imagine the applications of that, the compliance.
2: To be ready for pandemic two, I, I call this pandemic one. Pandemic has provided an opportunity for a recess. This is becoming a pandemic of the unvaccinated.
1: It's almost time for the great culling to begin.
2: Get vaccinated. Get vaccinated. This is Connect Those Dots. Well. Hello there, fam, and all of you beautiful little dot connectors out there. Welcome to another episode here of this humble little podcast, and I am your humble little host, Joe Wakili, and uh, I got a big guest for you guys today. It was it's pretty awesome that he came on the show. Um, he is a multimedia uh, musical artist and uh, r- songwriter artists, wrote for people's like uh, Snoop Dogg, French Montana, YG, a lot of household names, but um, what is more important to me is that he is a patriot that loves this country and is putting on for this country and he shifted his sort of musical career in a more political movement to really put on for the country and fight the sort of New World uh, new world Order agenda that we're all experiencing. Nick Natoli on Connect Those Dots.
0: Yo, Joe, that was a great intro, man. I've been on a lot of these podcasts, and I don't get an intro that really details my story like that. You definitely did your homework. Uh, appreciate, appreciate the work, man, and happy to be here, brother.
2: Dude, yeah, I definitely did my homework on you, man, because your 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 you, your whole story is a uh, really inspiring. And uh, dot connectors, I just want to show you. If you don't know who Nick is, uh, I'm sure you are familiar with his music. Yeah, yeah, digital shoppers, digital yeah. shoppers. Yeah.
1: They don't even need to ask Cause you wanna know what it is, yeah. That's why I keep a strap And I'm always by my bands This agenda gotta stop Yeah you know we gonna win when they target Target Yeah they Target Target, target Yeah they target kids Target target Yeah they target and
2: target target yeah, they talk, you know it. So the, you are the genius that came up with that chorus, right? That catchy-ass chorus, right? Oh, my God, dude. And it was viral. It was the number one song in America for, I want to say, like, like, like like two, three months. You would know better than I. Yeah, yeah. It stayed on
0: the charts for a minute, man. Uh, we were able to get a Billboard plaque out of it. Billboard uh, number one in rap digital sales and uh, number one in all genres on iTunes, which was just freaking crazy, man. So it's just been a blessing.
2: And dude, that like everybody knew that track and like it was everywhere. And I'm looking at this view count and it's kind of weird to me. You're telling me that only has a, a million views. Is there some shenanigans going on with YouTube here?
0: A hundred percent. My man, 4 Auto Blow is the one of the most banned artists of all time. So he was just fortunate enough to get his YouTube back after they deleted him, he had like millions and millions of views on all of his videos and stuff. And so he's been fighting the uh, censorship, you know, uh, uh, Illuminati puppets for a minute, man. So shout out to Forgiato.
2: That's crazy, dude, because I'm, I'm I'm looking at this view count. I'm like, there is no way this only has one million point three. This was like a global international yeah. kind no, of viral got- phenomenon.
0: Totally, dude. It got over 500 million views on Twitter alone. So like people saw this thing. It's it's fully viral. Like anywhere I go, people come up to me, they know the song, you know, they know the dreads, they they know the
2: yeah, whole thing. Yeah, dude, so. yeah, bro. I mean, like, what's her name from YouTube? wajiski Wojowski? She's definitely got some uh some string pulling going on here. This that's but that that's indicative. Of the world that we live in and the the entertainment industry. So, Nick, I I just want to ask you, like, what was your humble beginning sort of in the music industry? I know you started out as a songwriter, but what made you have the shift? And honestly, really, what I'm asking you is is what red pilled you and what sort of made you shift your intentions?
0: Yeah. So, I always kind of give a shout out to my grandparents. They wrote a song for Frank Sinatra back in the day that really started the Natoli journey in music. Um, I grew up in a house where you know, I was looking at my grandfather shaking Frank Sinatra's hand, and was really inspired by that, and wanted to do music. Um, and my grandparents were the first ones to put a guitar in my hands. I kind of became like a little punk rock kid. I listened to like uh, Blink One Eighty Two and Nice, bands Nice, like some Forty One and No Effects and stuff like that. And that kind of got me going. I started writing my own songs and then eventually got on a Bravo reality TV show called Bravo's Platinum Hit.
2: That's awesome, dude. I was, I, you you beat me to it. I wanted, to, I wanted, to, I don't want you to get PTSD now, but we're going to we're gonna check out that clip real quick of, of you on a Bravo show called awesome. Platinum Hit from 10 yes, years sir. ago. Here's some of your highlights, bro. You're a reality TV star too.
0: Cool genius for sure. I'm the Michael Jackson and I have four brothers around me. There's only one Michael. We're not asking who's the best blind guy with a dog who can sing. Johnny and Jess, you picked the <laughs> ugliest girl in the competition. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> okay. When Amber performs, it's like Baywatch. It's on mute. Just watch it. no It's sung through. in his normal...
2: We go through to the wheels ride right off. They play. <laughs> I don't want to give you PTSD. You remember that, dude? <laughs>
0: I do remember that dude. I sent him home, though. I sent him home.
2: (laughs) Ah, you crushed him. That's it sour grapes They're the kind of tracks that you get up and you go to the bathroom uh, during their song their song should have been called cigarette break jackie's voice <laughs> so there's enough of that dude that's so funny that you beat me to it yeah so that, was that like sort of your first introduction into music writing i didn't want to cut you off from yeah. the story no, but... no no no
0: that was that was my foot in the door into the industry um you know i thought the show was going to do a lot better than it did um you know it aired in america but it didn't do that well in america it did well in other countries but um, it definitely didn't have that, like, American Idol explosion. So I had a little fame, a little, like, reality, you know, TV stars, stardom. And I used that to kind of get people to work with me in the industry. And so that's when I became a producer, started writing for people like Snoop Dogg, French Montana, YG. Um, and Corey Feldman and I had a song called Go For It, which hit Billboard. Uh, he went on, like, Corey the-
2: Feldman?
0: Yeah, yeah. So he went on, like, You Wendy get around, and- Nick. Yeah, he did. He did like this crazy dance to it. And, and it was kind of embarrassing, but it went fully viral. Got us our first Billboard plaque. And um and so, yeah, after that, I I kind of propelled that into a uh, publishing deal with Warner Chapel Music Publishing. And then they gave me my own studio, which I hadn't had all this time. You know, I was working like as, as a bedroom producer. So I got my own studio at Jim Henson Studios. And I was like, the power is mine. The, you know, everything's in my hands now. And I started making my own music because I, I always wanted to be an artist and uh, started making, you know, pro-conservative stuff, pro-Trump stuff, a lot of rel- red pill music. And uh, the moment that I did that, all the promotion that I got from Warner Chapel just seized. And um, I'm, I'm still I was still in a deal with them. It was a five year deal. So they couldn't just drop me. But they realized that I was a problem for the industry. So they really tried to push my stuff to the bottom of the pile and um, I really had to work, you know, my way up. And so the Patriot Rapper thing really started, I want to say, like less than two years ago. And yeah. I started working with people like Forgiato, uh, DBS 7.0, um, a bunch of people, Omar Shabazz, etc. And I kind of got into the movement. And then uh, Forgiato called me. He's like, come out to Florida, man. You know, I want to work with you in the studio. We hopped in the studio, uh, knocked out Boycott Target. And that was my, my first Billboard plaque as an artist. And my first, like, real viral songs, so it's, it's just been a blessing, man. It's been a journey.
2: Isn't that crazy how God works, man? So, like, w- 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 what like what red-pilled you? What got you energized and activated to take this platform and say, I- I'm going to use my talent. I don't care what the record labels say. I don't care what the entertainment industry thinks of me, if they exile me, if they blackball me or anything. I'm going to use my talent to, uh, you know, promote my beliefs.
0: Yeah. So, I dropped LSD with one of my best friends, but even before Platinum hit, and that'll he, do it. <laughs> he, hit, he hit the enter button on conspiracy theories on YouTube. And this was a special time in YouTube, like over 10 years ago, when there was some real shit on YouTube where you could really find out some truth about some stuff. So, these were like the best, you know, reptilian videos, Illuminati yes. videos, Freemason fake moon that.
2: landing video, uh, ah, dollar yeah, bill okay. video. Tupac exactly. backwards video. Yes, yeah, all yes, of those, yeah. exactly.
0: So I'm tripping on LSD and I'm like, you know, I'm seeing all this stuff and really experiencing it. And then the moment my trip stops, I was like, what was that video that we watched last night? Was that real or was that part of the trip? And so as time kind of went on, I started you know, sinking my teeth into it, looking more into like what's happening behind the scenes, the fluoridation of water, the JFK assassination, you name it, I've researched it. And um, and so yeah, that kind of started playing out into my music. But the pandemic really is what knocked me into the next realm yeah. uh, because I was like, dude, this is a time where the people really need to hear the truth about what's happening with the pandemic. I always believed in the mark of the beast. I always believed that they're gonna try to take control. And I really thought that the pandemic was like their first strike or their first try, try at it. So yeah. I was like, it's, it's a moral obligation for me to put out what I know in my music. And so that's
2: why I started doing it, dude. That's amazing, man. And what you said about you know the mark of the beast and the 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 COVID trial run, you know, sort of the uh, the dress rehearsal of yeah. how they want it, like the pseudo beast system. Because I I I've experienced that firsthand and you know i i can relate to you in in, in a bit of a way because I, I worked in the music industry as well i've told the story on connect those dots a few times i used to work at sirius xm satellite radio oh, right as a, yeah as a as a, a curator coordinator editor you name it wore so many hats over there i worked for the uh the metal and the hard rock division so i worked for liquid metal and uh octane and um When the COVID happened and they wanted us to come back to the office, they were like, Joe, you cannot come back into this office unless you uh, scan your vaccine QR code every single time you enter and exit the lobby. So I'm like... And this is when I'm having my red pill moment. This is when I'm like really getting the download, really just awakening. I've always been into conspiracy. I've always like ha- liked it as a genre, you know, sure. but I never really uh, dove deep. And but, the, you know, the, the God works in mysterious ways, of course, because Amen. when the devil shows his face, you really want to go running toward God. So, so that's really what happened to me. And I was like, I, I'm not going to take this vaccine. I'm like, I'm not gonna get your QR code. I'm not gonna do this. Here's my religious exemption. Let you know, do with it what you will. And yeah. it was rejected, of course, by some uh HR lady in Atlanta with a shaved head that I never met before. So uh you know she was the sole arbiter of whether my <laughs> exemption was legit or not. But that, that's that's really it's it's crazy out here. It's a pseudo-beast system, man. And as we're seeing it, more and more climate calorie counters so, Individual Carbon Footprint Tracker. Mm. Stay tuned. Uh, you know, Yuval Harari all the time. I want to have surveillance under your skin. Yes. <laughs>
0: surveillance under the skin.
2: So, that they really have a hard-on for this beast system, bro. Yeah.
0: Yeah, 100%. And so, like, I had that kind of conspiracy background. But, you know, conspiracy theories weren't as popping in the past, like, five years. Like, things were, like, dying down, you know? They stopped putting so much illuminati references in movies and i didn't see the symbol and the pyramid popping up so for me i kind of thought it was like it was dying down and but i still had that that like memory of all the stuff that i had researched so then i get into the music industry you know I'm, I'm working um with warner chapel music publishing i'm working with jim henson studios and um and there's a resurgence of satanism that comes from these people that i'm working with and i start remembering everything that I learned. And I'm like, you know, this can't be real, you know? And and just like you said, once you get proof of um, the devil, you know, it, it'll get you running towards God. So that's really what happened to me. You know, I got invited to a few places and invited to a few things that were just very dark, very nefarious, and were just the the utmost promotion of evil in this industry. And it just kind of, it's. I'll be honest, it scared the shit out of me, man. And so for me, I was I got proof that the devil was real and, and that led me back to Christ. And so, um, you know, because a lot of the music I was making was satanic and it was, you know, pro drinking, pro lean, pro drugs, you know. Um, yeah. yeah. And, and, and that's listen- what the
2: music industry, thats especially the hip hop industry, that's what they push you toward.
1: We get paid to rap about that stuff. They actually pay us more when we rap about more ignorance stuff. I remember Amen. listening
2: to an interview uh with Bryson Gray, and he, he would be on the top of the charts on one oh six in Park and yeah. you know it, it, all the time when he was signed to the record label, I forget which record label it was, but he was like, You gotta make booty shaking music. Only booty shaking music. If you're not making booty shaking music, we're not gonna publish it. And then that really red pilled him too. I mean, that's it's just it's just unbelievable through like but but you work so hard at it. Just like with me and Sirius, you know, I I really wanted to work there and you work so hard at it and you finally get to that promised land, that so-called promised land that you thought in your mind was the goal light at the end of the tunnel that you were working toward. And you're like, this is darker than ever. There's no light here.
0: 100%. And Bryson Gray, man, that guy's a warrior. I can't say enough good things about him. Both his music and his personal character, I've been lucky enough to, you know, get to know him and become friends with him. Just a stand-up guy all the way around, a real Christian, um, somebody who, you know, he inspires me. You know, and, and I'm five years older than Bryson Gray, and he inspires me to not only be a better man, but be a better Christian. He's inspired my music. Um, there's something very special and unique about that guy, and you could just tell that God is with him. Um, and yeah, like I said, he's inspired me. So a lot of, you know, what I'm doing mo- more recently, I have to give my hats off to people like 4G Out of blow people like Bryson Gray, those guys inspired me to kind of take what I'm doing to the next level.
2: I mean, and you guys just got so much talent in this genre of like, I guess you'll call it MAGA rapper or Christian conservative rapper. I mean, I don't, I think you guys are just rappers, you know, yeah, like yeah. I don't want to put like a, a label on it. You guys are just talented rappers from Bryson gray to you Forgiato blow blow. Uh, J- Jimmy Levy with the, the voice yeah. of an angel. Tyson James, who I uh, really, really love, love him. I mean, yeah. his, music his music is incredible. I got his blessing all around me. I'ma keep my feet on solid ground and you will never move me. And I'm a little rowdy, I'm rough around the edges, I'ma say it, I'ma let him use me. I got his blessing all around me. I'ma keep my feet on solid ground and you will never move me. And I'm a
0: little rowdy, I'm rough around the edges, I'ma say it, I'ma let him use me. And that's another guy who, like, I follow him and I see his posts and stuff. It's one thing to put this music out. But, like, if you go on Tyson James Instagram, like, he's he's walking the talk. Like, he's got a beautiful family. He's only promoting, you know, uh, Christ. He's only promoting, you know, uh, freedom and being a patriot, uh, repping that 2A. Like, these are people that they they're living what they're telling you to live. They're not just, like, trying to get record sales. You know, Bryson and Tyson uh, uh, specifically are two guys who really, whatever they put out, you can go and see, like, on their Instagram. Like, they're living that life. So that's inspiring in
2: itself. And the talent, the lyricism, the flow. I mean, I I grew up listening to rap before I got into metal, you know, like, because there was some weird time in, like, you know, 2010, I want to say it, it feels like whenever Drake stumbled upon the scene, <laughs> yeah. all of a sudden I started hearing rap that was like every beat was like Halloween, like Halloween yeah. goblins in the night. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so totally. I'm like, dude, why does everything sound like Halloween? You know, and then like I I got into the actual musicianship. I got into, wow, the guitar player is really good. What a talent. Oh, my God. The drummer is such a badass. Holy crap. How does the, how does the, the the vocalist able to sing like an angel and then scream like a demon, you know? So I, that's what sort of propelled me into like the metal scene, but I always enjoyed hip hop. So it's like, good that I can, there's an outlet for me to not have to listen to all this satanic stuff and all of the ratchet stuff, man, because I was talking to gold pills. Uh, I had him. I saw you
0: guys were on. That's my guy.
2: Yeah, dude, he's awesome too. And he's a rapper as well. And like yeah, we we're yeah. talking about it, it's it's like a race to the bottom. It's like it's like a sprint to see who could be the most ratchet. I'm a
1: ratchet bitch. Suck a me, Bruh. Bro,
0: she had the baby with her, bro. Amen. And that's what I saw kind of behind the scenes was that it was people trying to be evil, but not just be evil. They were trying to outdo one another in being uh more deplorable. It was like a race to see who could be the worst. And for me personally, like, I don't really align with that. That's not who I am in my daily life. Do you know what I mean? Like I love my family. You know what I mean? Like I love yeah. my wife. You know what I mean? Like, so these yeah. are things that kind of drew me to just be more pure and more wholesome. And just like you said, I think people like me, Bryson, Forgiato, Tyson, these guys, we're trying to be an alternative to you know what's going on right now in the mainstream. It's like, listen, you could have that Drake, Nicki Minaj stuff and be ratchet if you want to, but just know that there's another option out here. There's, there's yeah. other artists that are doing something that you could, you know I mean? You could spend your money elsewhere and feel a lot better about yourself.
2: Yeah, dude, 100%. And that's the funny thing is that like pop music now is like totally satanic it's it's all satanic imagery and the funny thing is is that like people assume metal is like evil and satanic all the the metal i listen to is about like willpower is about fighting against uh adversity about rising up and you know got some really catchy choruses in there too but (laughs) with everything from doja cat to, to, to Taylor Swift herself, I mean, it just yeah. goes on and on. There's a really good page here that uh, it's called "You Won't Believe Me" official, and uh-huh. this dude really caps all of it. And here, where's where's Doja Cat? There she is there. She is. This has officially gone too far. Doja Cat's new music video for her song Demons might be the most demonic music video ever released in music video history. At the time I recorded this video, it's number five trending in music already. These were the top three comments on the music video. They love how she
1: doesn't conform to the typical female rapper aesthetic. Her creativity is next level that it's refreshing. People need to realize that- Dude, like,
2: what's so creative about that, dude? I see that everywhere. There's nothing creative about it. Yeah,
0: I mean, a lot of these artists, at the end of the day, they're they're talking about stuff that's really going through, or that they're really going through in their lives. So it's Demons. like, if you're seeing, you know, demon possession is real. Like, I 100%. really, I really felt like I was possessed by a demon for a couple of years in my career. Yeah, um, And I just felt like I had this terrible spirit over me, which kind of led me to do some of the things that I was doing and produce the music that I was doing. So if she's making a video where there's literally a demon with her, you know, when she's in the hot tub or, or, or taking a shower and stuff that might be, you know, um, uh, hmm. like cry for of, help almost. Yeah, yeah. Life kind of imitating art. You know yeah. what I mean? Because Dude, Cause might, I actually
2: met Doja cat. Like Dude, when yeah. I was working at Sirius, I, I we I had a studio session. It was for shade forty-five. This one I was like working, like you know, working my way way up before I was able to work on my own channels, whatever, neither here nor there. But I I had a studio session with Doja Cat and I didn't know what to expect. I never heard of her before. and never knew who she was. I was expecting like some ratchet, like, like crime mob type. <laughs> I'm like, oh man, it's going to be a ratchet one. I, I come in there and it's like, she's like this wholesome, like, kind of like good looking girl, like very nice, clean cut, charming, really pretty. And now like, look, this is what she's up to now. It's like just a yeah. weird juxtaposition.
0: Yeah, well, this industry will suck your soul, brother. So if you come in, look at Sam Smith. I mean, he came yeah. in wholesome and clean cut, you know, has a beautiful voice. And then all of a sudden he's out with his ass cheeks out wearing wearing chaps. And like, you know what I mean? Like, and uh, the little Nas X's of the world, it's like that, yeah. that it'll eat you up. But what you have to understand is this, brother all of these people it's like high school so all these people when they get into the the locker rooms or, or, or you know in the hallways they see the most popular kids and when I say the most popular kids I'm talking about the people who run America these are the most powerful the people who have the most money those people are going to Bohemian Grove and oh. having the gayest party you've ever seen in your life it's a, it's a trans fuck fest at Bohemian Grove so now you're now you're starting to see well, younger kids are trying to outdo them, be as evil as them and try to fit in. And so you're seeing Drake paint his nails. You're seeing, you know, mm. rappers wear a purse like, yeah. Andrew- and MGK looks like he's starring in the new Barbie movie. Yeah. And people yeah. kind of like, well, what is this well, all about? Uzi
2: Vert, uh, all the stuff that he exactly. does to his body. And, and,
0: and he didn't come into this industry like that. But you oh. will leave you will leave this industry like that because the people who run this industry are homosexuals, they're transsexuals, and they want to promote the Baphomet. And all that has to do with homosexuality and, and a gay satanic ritual that all these artists are forced to go through. Wow. If you want that big contract, you're going to have to spread them cheeks.
2: It's 100 percent, dude. And this is a very interesting one here. Uh The, the artist, Hopson, he was uh, I, I knew always knew of him He's a very good lyricist and uh, yeah. he never really went mainstream. He sort of stayed underground. Yeah. So when I saw this, it really uh kind of fascinated me. And I want to get your perspective on it. Let's watch the entire thing. Sure. They put a picture of an antichrist behind him during his own performance
0: without him knowing. Now, I don't know if it was Hobson's team who did this or the venue itself, but I feel
1: like this needs to be looked into. Listen to his apology. I just got a text message from one of my friends saying, Marcus, why was there an antichrist image on the back projector when you were performing in Colorado last week? And I was confused. Cause I'm like, what the fuck? I don't know, there wasn't. So I messaged everybody that I worked with going, yo, was there an antichrist image behind me when I was performing? And they confirmed, yes, there was. And I had no fucking idea that this was going on behind me. When I flew to Colorado to perform, I was rehearsing in my in my headphones. Um, I didn't have an actual, you know, in-person rehearsal with everybody but I trusted that everybody was gonna know the fucking vibe and know what Hobson represents and, and I trusted that they would know what I don't represent and to know that this was projected behind me while I'm rapping and I'm performing songs like Ill Mind 7 and it has an Antichrist logo behind me that's not the fucking vibe, man that's not what the fuck I'm on that's some satanic shit that I don't fuck with and that, that controls my perception that con- that completely Man handles my perception and controls it and makes everybody think that i'm this and it's no longer about whatever the fuck i'm talking about because they're seeing these these images pop up behind me and they're gonna think that i did it and, and to everybody who saw it i take full accountability because that that's that's my fault for dealing with motherfuckers who don't know what the fuck hobson is and you know i got motherfuckers around me who are shaky as fuck um but i genuinely apologize if any of that made you uncomfortable because it would have made me uncomfortable it really would have it makes me uncomfortable just knowing that it existed and nobody fucking told me why am i finding out through one of my friends and nobody even bothered bothered to fucking tell me that this shit went on behind me while i'm rapping that's fucked up and now i look like one of those industry fucking plants that do some satanic ritual shit and i don't know if that shit is true or not but i look like one of them right now and i look like i'm trying to sweep it under the rug and oh yeah whatever all this is just because he's about to make a sacrifice i don't fuck with that shit I don't fuck with that shit, never have, never. They put a wow. pick... Give me your perspective on that.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, you know, we, I would look more to the set designers than, like, the powers that be on that one. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's mm-hmm. not that great of a, uh, you know, that big of a deal in my head. I would say it's more of the venue situation and maybe somebody who believes in that stuff wanted to get, you know, some TikTok views, et cetera, just cause some controversy. I think that when these people that we're talking about behind the scenes in smoke filled back rooms operate, they operate on a much bigger level. They make sure that if Hobson's album is going to go, number one, that it's got an eye on it or there's a pyramid in the back, etc. You know, when it comes to set designing, it could be, you know, um, somebody with nefarious means. But I, I really think it's, you know, not not too much to trip on.
2: Don't you think it's a bit of like a trickle down mindset though? So it starts at the top and then like even the stooges, I don't want to call them stooges. They're very talented people. The people that run yeah. the sets and the people that uh, do all the, the visuals to the concert, they don't, they're not even aware. They're not like really trying to do this, but they see it go on everywhere else. So they're like, Oh, well, maybe we should add some satanic stuff. Maybe that'll look cool when he, you know, he's up there rapping and he, you know yeah. he's, he's all intense and stuff. So it's like a trickle down mindset that will get inside of you like intangible without you even realizing it. And that's like sort of that's the more insidious sort of reality of it is that people are um, not even aware of what they're doing. They just think it's cool.
0: Yeah, no, very well put. I think that's exactly probably what happened. Um, you know, there's a reason why they're, you know, throwing all of this symbolism in all of these movies that are for kids and stuff. It's because of what you just said. They want that trickle down mindset. You know, I see a lot of kids with upside down crosses who I I know that they don't, you know, have they don't even have religious beliefs yet, but because they listen to little little Uzi bird or doja cat. And they see so much of this symbolism, you know, Travis Scott and all that stuff. Yeah. That'll lead you to, you know, just kind of repping the symbolism or throwing up sixes or throwing up this symbol when you don't really know what it means. So, great answer. I think that you nailed it on the head. It's just a, a trickle down mindset,
2: and it's just it's it's just constant, man. You know, like you 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 want to, but that that's why we have people like you. You know, that's why we have all the artists that we mentioned here in this episode. So, like, if 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 you are a person that enjoys rap music, but you don't want to, you know, you kind of want to break out of that messaging. You want, you want to break out of that, that ratchet sort of mindset. I mean, you have talented people like nick natoli like forgiato blow jimmy levy i mean like you, you got that's where the real t- and when you actually listen to these guys and g- give them a chance you're gonna be like holy crap how did i ever even like think to listen to that stuff these dudes are so talented and they share my mindset i don't want to talk about being a ratchet scumbag a slapping hose uh, listen to, there's so many female rappers out now too and it's like all about just the most debaucherous disgusting things that you can freaking ever like want to hear it's man dude but but you know we, we we're we fighting against it and that's why I'm really I have a lot of respect for you Nick
0: oh likewise brother I appreciate that man It it, it takes um you know somebody like you to recognize that for it to even be anything so I appreciate that and for me, man, like it's it's just the beauty of God, because when I got in this industry, you know, Drake was the biggest thing on the face of the planet. And I really found myself overnight
2: like, overnight, overnight. I was overnight. Su- I, I would go I would always go on hot new hip hop. That was a website I would always look at. And all yeah. of a sudden this I see this Drake guy. Uh, he's, he did a song with Lil Wayne. Oh, wow. I really like Lil Wayne. Let me listen to this Drake guy. And then all of a sudden, Drake is everywhere.
0: Yeah, 100 percent. And, uh, you know, that was like kind of, it was threatening for me because I was like, you know, I don't really do this kind of music. How am I gonna fit in? And that's just the power of God because he really just, you know, let me kind of go through what I was going through and then opened up this portal where he's like, there's gonna be a whole new audience base that are all about Christian rap, that are all about doing what's right, that love this country. I've always been a patriot in my heart. So for me to be able to like, you know, do this music, it's just a blessing and i'm rapping truth i'm rapping stuff that i i really care about and instead of you know you know like a drake song is talking about whatever happened this week and you know drinking and having promiscuous sex and um and that just wasn't my vibe so now there's this whole audience base of people that love this music that are supporting us that are coming out to our shows putting us on billboard we're having mainstream success that to me is the power of god because you just have to have faith and trust and do the right thing and uh, and stay true to yourself.
2: And be brave for God. That's Amen. the one thing God hates is a coward. So when you're a coward uh your your soul starts to die inside you know oh i'll just wear the mask oh i'll just take the vax oh i'll just get biometrics oh i'll just you know stop eating meat for the climate oh i'll just chop off my son's cock because he thinks he's a girl no. oh you know i'll just do and then you, you as you become more of a coward god ha- has no use for you anymore because he knows you're not going to be brave and you're putting yourself you're choosing not to be useful for god so you got to ask God to be like, I want to be brave for you. Use me to do. I, I want to do it for you. And that's the thing that I look at with, you know, Sirius is, and she's very similar with you. It's, I learned all the skills there. I learned how to broadcast. I learned how to edit. I learned how to do voiceover. I learned how to do all these things. And now I'm propelling them into completely different Avenue. And now the podcast is, aren't, is actually starting to catch steam. I'm on stage at reawaken America tour, you know? So yeah. It, yeah it's bizarre that, thanks bro it's it, it, but like that's just god you know it has nothing to do with me it's just it's just god using me as this sort of weapon amen you know
0: amen. i feel the exact same way you know people are coming up to me non-stop be like oh my god boycott target how did you do it this that and the third and i just one of the things that the devil loves is an ego so that's one thing that I've really focused on is just deflating my ego and just being like, you know, listen, I am I am nothing in this scheme. God is working through me. God chose me. And I am just I'm this big in that scheme, bro. I am a vessel that's and it. everything that I have is from God. You know what I mean? I'm born with natural abilities, you know, be able to sing and rap and my brain, the things that come out of it. That's all God. So it's like, you know, to have success, you know, I'm 35 years old. It's been a long journey as an artist to really get this success. And that's all God. God, you know, the devil's uh, rejection is God's protection. So everything that I went through, you know, God was like, no, it's not your time right now. No, I'm going to save you. I don't want you to become a Billboard Hot 100 artist right now in this kind of Drake era and have this success. And thank God that he did, because I probably wouldn't have been able to handle it at the age that I wanted it. You know, he saved me. He's like, you know what? I'm going to wait until you're a certain age where you're mature enough to handle this kind of success. And I give it all to God, man. Give it all to
2: Getting energized from that story, man. (laughs) Ah, it's so true. And like, I just see so many other people echoing our same sentiments, man. And all glory to God, 100%. I want to ask. Want to shift gears a little bit. Uh, I want to ask you. You're you're very highly into politics as well. You know exactly what's going on in the political sphere. Um, Vivek Ramaswamy. Let's just talk about him real quick. There's a lot of people. Vivek Ramaswamy. So there's there's your opinion right there. Is he a plant? It seems like he's like some sort of AI kind of composite obama droid synthoid but then at the same time i don't i don't want to discount him because we know he has a checkered past whatever pfizer all all the stuff that he was doing but at the same time we don't want to reject people that want to come on our side how how do we use our discernment to know if a guy like a vivek ramaswamy is actually the man who he says he is
0: Man, I'll make it real simple for you. Every time I lose faith in Trump, I turn on MSNBC, I turn on NBC, ABC, CBS, and I say, let's let's see what they're saying. And they're never singing his praises. The moment they start talking good about Trump, I will stop believing that Donald Trump is a, is a savior or that he has our best interest. But they rip him a new one on every show. And they're always... Their 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 ideas like don't like him. Please don't like him. Oh, he's getting another indictment. Please don't follow him. Please don't like him. <laughs> exactly. And man, man, it tells me everything. So you know if if Vivek Ramaswamy if he's you know rocking with Trump and he's promoting Trump, um, you know I might rock with him. But I'll be honest with you, man, I'm I'm Trump 2024, especially after meeting Donald Trump Jr. and all these guys, man. Um, and hearing them speak live, which was a blessing at real amazing.
2: Amazing, he crushed it, man. Yeah, and so no, yeah, go keep going.
0: I was just gonna say, I'm I'm Trumped out, baby. Like it's it's Trump for me and nobody else. I'm not I'm not rocking with DeSantis. I'm not rocking with Vivek. I also yeah. think that they're all too young to be the president and the father of this country. So I give it up to Trump, man.
2: One hundred percent, I I completely agree with you. But the whole question about Vivek to me is a, is a bigger question than just him. It's about you know let's say um, just like Elon Musk, you know what I mean? Is, is Elon Musk good or is he bad? Is he, is, you know, he's a transhumanist. He, he likes, uh, you know, cyberpunk and sci-fi and he likes cyborgs, but at the same time, oh, he's, you know, he's doing a lot and the ADL really hates him too. So, you know, like, just like you said, when the mainstream media and the hate apparatuses are going after you, it's a pretty good litmus test of if you're legit or not, but then there's all these weird baggages.
0: Well, let me ask you a question about Vivek Ramaswamy or whatever. Um, how long have you been aware of him?
2: Not very long at all.
0: I know, me neither. Mm-hmm. So it's very easy to pop up somebody like a Barack Obama all of a sudden yeah. and say, oh, we're going to vote for this guy. Put every, put all of your, you know, everything, your faith, your love, your money in the country into this guy's hand that we just popped up out of nowhere. It's very difficult to have somebody who you've known about for decades and not have any crazy things come up i.e. Donald Trump. Donald Trump has been around since I was a baby. Do you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? So that character that long standing character is something that i've that i'm going to vote for it's something that i can get behind i know donald trump i don't know Vivek. i don't know where Here he can he could have walked out of an illuminati uh, cfr meeting and just you know he could be a programmed ai like who knows so <laughs> that's easy what's hard is to have a long history of being around being in the media and people that we know and the left doesn't have many people that that are like that so
2: that's a that's a really good breakdown that's a really good what's your body of work what's your history and you know I, I asked you that just to get your perspective out there for, for people that are having trouble discerning what's going on here you know I'm yeah. not ai am not 100% on this Ramaswamy guy I like his rhetoric but that, that's about it you know I, I can like anybody's rhetoric anybody can say anything and like you said with Obama when when they brought Obama onto the scene being a liberal was the cool thing you know it was that's what it was now being a conservative just being logical, just not wanting to chop off your son's dick. That's the <laughs> cool thing, you know? So when, when they, they bring out the guy with the, the, the foreign guy with the funny name and oh he's saying all the things that you love, it can completely be a PSYOP. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Cause that's easy. That's something that they can cook up within the, the past five years. What's difficult. Like I said, is to have somebody who we know for a very long time be saying all the right things and doing, and that's what Donald Trump is. You know yeah. what I mean? We watched him in Home Alone, bro. Like this motherfucker's, <laughs> been, a, this motherfucker's been around, bro. So I know. yeah, I just yeah. I you know
2: what's funny that. though is that that uh, he, he 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 supposedly sued the World Economic Forum for putting them uh, for putting him on their website. It's yeah. like, that, wouldn't that be such a funny thing with Klaus Schwab? Okay, you will sue us, so it will make you look more credible in the in the eyes of the hackable animals. Yes, yeah, <laughs> it's true. So it could be one hundred percent a psyop, man.
0: Yeah, man. I just don't trust it. You got to look at people's families too. Like when I talk about the Bushes, I always go back to Prescott Bush, who is uh, G- George W.'s grandfather. He's a fucking Nazi, dude. He was he was uh, seized uh, for trading with the enemy. Uh, you know, he he got in trouble for a trading with the enemy Act in nineteen forty five. Like that's not that long ago. So dude. you can't hide these kind of things, you know.
2: Amen, bro. I mean. Nick, we covered a lot of bases. We really covered a lot that I wanted to talk about, especially about the music industry and your coming up and your whole story. So I'm really happy to have you on Connect Those Dots, brother. Uh, please come back. Please like, stay in touch and we can talk more, bro.
0: Yeah, no, totally. Let's wrap it. Let's wrap again. Let's do it another time, brother. Anytime.
2: God bless you, man.
0: Amen.